0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Brutal Nation. I am your illustrious host, Scott Alexander. And right across from me is the one, the only, the beast from the East. Tammy, the underdog, Underwood. Say hi, Tam.
1: Hi, everybody. Why I mean, a... we sit over here waiting to see what you're going to say?
0: Yeah, you know what? Half the time, I don't, I don't know the shit that's going to come out of my mouth either, to be honest.
1: <laughs> that's every day, though.
0: Yeah, kind of. The voice <laughs> is in my head. I don't know. Oh, man. Sorry about that. My sinuses are all like, jacked up. What is up.
1: going on with you over there?
0: That's my sinuses, man. It's this time of year. With the weather change, it, it was warm. Mm-hmm. and then it got cold, and then it got warm, then it got cold, and then it got freezing, and now my sinuses are jacked up. Nothing? Wow. Okay.
1: No, I was, I, I was thinking, oh, my God, he went to Antojo's without me because I just found a receipt that I haven't snapped yet. Yeah, that's
0: my usual Friday burrito, man. Yeah. It, it was good times. All right, so today I'm going to do one named Earl Leonard Nelson. He's, he's got a couple of AKAs, which make no sense to me.
1: I was going to say, do they have anything to <coughs> do with what he did?
0: <coughs> that's the thing. No, they don't. It's stupid. His first A.K.A. is the Gorilla Man. The second one, the Gorilla Killer.
1: Okay. The
0: third one makes sense, the Dark Stranger. That one's going to make sense. Strangler, you mean? Strangler. Yeah, that does say Strangler. The Dark Strangler. Yeah. Um, But something that's interesting about Earl here Mm -hmm. is that he is also known as the first known sexual serial killer.
1: Oh, it was clear back then. I didn't see yeah. the, the date on that.
0: What, the day he was born? Yeah. Yeah, oldest shit. Anyway, this is a story of rape, necrophilia, mental illness, and of course, murder.
1: Murder. Oh.
0: <laughs> so our buddy Earl here was born on May 12th of 1897 in San Francisco, the Cape K- Bay. California to Francis Nelson and James Farrell. So when he was around two years old, both of his parents died due to syphilis because they're oh. nasty. That's well, why. because no,
1: That was common back then.
0: No, no, that's true. That is true. You know. And when you got syphilis, it was pretty well a death sentence.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So Earl went off to live with his grandmother and grandma. Guys, she was very religious, a very devout Pentecostal and if you don't know what a Pentecostal is look it up
1: yeah they speak in tongues and lay hands on and yeah
0: and you know some of them are even like snake wranglers I was and,
1: gonna, yeah I was gonna say some of them are even the extreme ones that do the snake wrangling and the spider whatever yeah
0: it's weird weird yeah. uh, of course to me Christianity is weird but that's just me but <laughs> I died Greg so from a very young age Earl had odd behaviors that were very different from other children uh that you know acted th- 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 very different than how kids acted at this time, right? He was described as a psychotic prodigy.
1: What is going on with the printer over here?
0: Oh, that's the sublimation printer. It does weird shit. Okay, because
1: I was like looking. It's at to keep Jordan. the
0: heads from drying out. Oh, okay. Because it's got those wells in it. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was also described uh, as a bu- uh, for doing like really bizarre acts. Okay. Due to his behavior, he was expelled at seven years old from school. They're like, get out of here, you seven. You're a little psycho. Adios, pichachos.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: His grandmother had told people that Earl would talk to invisible people as well as randomly spout out Bible verses. Well, go figure. You're with crazy ass grandma who's dragging you to a Pentecostal church. Well,
1: I'm surprised she labeled it that way and didn't consider him talking in tongues.
0: Or that he was possessed by Satan.
1: Oh, that too. But that's more Southern Baptist. <laughs>
0: oh, no, that's true, huh? Yeah. So, anywho, his behavior became very erratic as he's growing up. To make matters worse, he had a head injury when he was 10 years old. And after he, that was after he ran into a streetcar while riding his bicycle. Holy cow. He was in a coma for six days before awakening. Uh oh. After the accident, Earl suffered from memory loss and headaches. His grandmother reported that oftentimes Earl would leave for school with his clothes all clean and you know re- ready to go. Like hey, I'm gonna go to school, and he would return with his clothes torn to just rags. That's weird, right? Well, and this goes into something that we've talked about many times, which is um, uh, TBIs, traumatic right. brain injuries. We asked um, Keith Jesperson about it when he called right. when he called in, and we determined that maybe he did have a. TBI.
1: Well, and at the age of 10, their skull and everything is still forming.
0: Right, that's why you can smack him in the head, it's like a reset button.
1: <laughs> I don't we talked about that <laughs>
0: just a couple minutes
1: ago. But yeah. I mean, cuz it is that the skull is still forming and you know, so they still have it more more tendency to impact it more, you know?
0: Right. So uh, being that young and having a TBI yeah. and being in a coma. Yeah. My money. Is on what we have said a million times. Damage to the frontal and/or prefrontal cortex,
1: right? And if the, and was I the th- coma because of the swelling on the brain, or was it just? That's you what know? I'm
0: wondering. I, I'm wondering if there was an extensive brain damage.
1: It could have been
0: beyond that frontal, like you know, just yeah, different parts. You know, it could have been his. Because nowadays they and... would
1: burr hole it to try to alleviate some of that pressure, but back then I don't think they did that.
0: No, I don't think they did either. But would you really want them doing that back with them when medical technology was still way back? No, me neither. Not when
1: they just you know had you bite on a bullet to. We're gonna
0: drill a hole in your skull. I'd be like, the hell you are! (laughs) You ain't drilling no holes in my skull, there (laughs) jackhole.
1: Yeah, no, nah.
0: So as I was saying, if you remember right, in previous episodes we talked about TBIs, specifically the frontal and prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for impulse control. We had talked a few times about uh, serial killers such as Bobby Joe Long. Yep. His sexual needs were... Uh, how his sexual needs were until... Uh, as opposed to when he had his accident, which damaged, as we said, the frontal and prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Okay? That's when his sexual needs just went way wild.
1: Well, yeah, because that's after he... Because it was... The motorcycle wreck. Yeah, the motorcycle wreck in the, in the army. But it was like... That's when... He just like that's when he started his crimes, his rape and all that other stuff.
0: Right, because uh, just a little retouch on on good old Bobby Joe, he went from just having a normalish sex drive uh, to a
1: very controlling wife. <laughs> well,
0: but that that's what yeah. he was used to. He had a controlling mom and a controlling wife, right? And he was used to that, but he was not a, a, an aggressive person. True. And so he gets this TBI, and all of a sudden, like he's masturbating fifty times a day, or so, it, it may may not have been fifty. So don't call me out on it. I can't remember the, the exact number, um, but you know, constantly masturbating and needing sex six, seven, eight, ten times a day from his wife. Yeah, every day. Yeah. And meanwhile, while I was researching that, my 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 PP got sore. I got to admit that. I'm reading that. Saying, going, yeah, Uh-oh. wouldn't
1: that like get raw and yeah, shaved?
0: Right, because we talked about the sex drive of when I dated a woman who was truly a nymphomaniac. Right. And yeah, no, you don't want that. I can't imagine. But, yeah, that's what led to his, uh, eventually, to satisfy his needs and the impulse control issues, that he sought out his victims. Right. And would rape and kill.
1: Yeah. Because he raped for a long time before. And then, all of a sudden, one time, he was raping this woman and just looked down at her and said, I want to choke her to death. Right. You know? Right.
0: That's that impulse control. Yeah. And I brought this up before. You know, let's say that I want to. I'm not even going to say. Kill my neighbors because I get along with them now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because you know now now we're in this war of exchanging food.
1: <laughs> it's a better war to be in. It
0: is. It really is. They, they, it turns out that they're really sweet and nice, and maybe I was a dick. And but they no. they, they were kind of dicks themselves. So, but now well, we, we have a truce. It. So, but anywho's let's say that um, I don't know. I'm out shopping, and some dude is just a total prick to me. And in my head, I'm going, you know what? I'm going to pull out my gun. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to blast this guy away. Well, what keeps me from doing that? What's the impulse control? It's my brain going, okay, look, consider the consequences here, amigo, because if you do that, there's a bunch of stuff that's going to go down. Yeah. And you go, okay, you know what? I need to control myself. I'm going to get myself out of that situation before shit goes down. True. So, but with, like, people like Bobby Joe Long, for example, you know, and I would even tend to say uh, Keith Jesperson, um, the impulse control – goes out the window yeah but I'm thinking our buddy Earl here had beyond that
1: oh I think so too
0: so as Earl grew up into a teenager he began to visit the red light districts in San Francisco you know like the song Roxy,
1: you don't have to turn, turn on the red light. light
0: that means hookers y'all just for you guys they're are... very
1: popular in the Netherlands in Real Amsterdam Real. and Rotterdam I'm going no, you know you're only going to go there because you can get better drugs. Yes. <laughs> and yes. it's legal. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Exactly. Good times. This guy's going to be on vacation. <clears throat> so, check this out. He contracted an STD. Of course. Of, yeah, because at that time, I mean, it's kind of running rampant. Oh, yeah. There wasn't exactly a lot of things to cure a lot of STDs either.
1: Right. Did it say which one? Um,
0: I can't remember.
1: Oh. I, don't I was going to say did. it was probably syphilis, but...
0: No, I don't think he had syphilis, because it didn't say he had syphilis when he died.
1: Oh, okay. Later
0: on. Um, but uh, it was probably something like gonorrhea or something like that. Oh, Something yeah. where basic antibiotics could cure it. The clap. <laughs> the clap. Clap on, clap off. The You're clapper. You're bad. All right. I take a drinky boo. So, as he came into manhood, he grew into a stocky and very fit young man. Okay. So, sometime in 1915, he took a little trip along with... No, sorry, Beth. That Beth, was
1: Beth. 1814.
0: Oh, oops. My bad. But okay. Well, 100 years too late. Kind of. He was sentenced to a few years in San Quentin Prison, which I have a friend there, um, uh, for breaking into a cabin, which he thought was abandoned. Okay. So after he was released, he made uh, he made his way south to Stockton, California. It's kind of central California, right? But not too far. It's not too far from San Fran. It really is. It's like maybe 100, 150 miles, something like that. So it's not too bad.
1: Oh, okay, that's not bad.
0: Where he was once again in trouble because in March of nineteen seventeen, he got a charge of petty larceny. Yeah, he spent six months in jail. And then made his way to Los Angeles.
1: When for people who don't understand, larceny is basically petty theft. Yeah, so
0: that's where he was arrested for burglary, and he spent another five months uh, in jail in there as well.
1: Eh, well, you know,
0: he was doing the jail house rock.
1: He was doing the revolving the, the carousel, the jail jail carousel, <laughs> just like
0: prisoners on a carousel. Oh my goodness. I'm going to write prisoner songs now. About characters. I'm still
1: waiting for the other songs you said you were going to write when we first met.
0: Oh, yeah. i got going to go revisit that again. So check this out. He managed to escape and decided to join the military. Okay. But he deserted after six weeks. That's not even long enough. That's barely long enough to finish basic training.
1: Yeah. He
0: he would do this a few more times under some fake names, too. Like he would join. Huh. Mark, right? Then in 1918, he was committed to Napa State uh, Mental Hospital when he, uh, when he was seen displaying strange and erratic behavior.
1: That's the same place where Carol Cole went. Yep. Yeah.
0: This is one of his briefs. This is, by the way, during one of his brief stints in the U.S. Navy. In the Navy. A U.S. Navy psychologist had noted that Earl was uh, in a, quote, constant psychotic state. Okay He's in California Of course he's in a psychotic state It's California
1: I know right
0: (laughs) After arriving at the Nut Hut uh, Another psychiatrist noticed that He didn't seem to be very violent Okay Um, If he had only known He was wrong
1: Yeah the doctor Oh
0: yeah how wrong he was Yeah The psychologist who did the initial evaluation on Earl And his name was William Pritchard Noted that Earl spoke, spoke of having hallucinations and other paranoid delusions. It was noted he sees faces and uh, he heard music and at times believe that there are people trying to poison him.
1: That almost sounds like uh, Richard Trenton Chase. Oh, yeah. Remember how he tried to get that FBI agent to take some of the macaroni and cheese out of the prison to test it for poison because he thought the guards were poisoning him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. We did him a long time
1: ago. Long time ago.
0: The voice is sometimes whispered to him to kill himself.
1: Ooh.
0: That's why I take my crazy pills. Yeah. I'm not, not even joking. That's, no, I know. It keeps me from killing myself. He said that if, uh, that if he were kept in jail, he would find something sharp and cut the veins in his wrists. Wow. I'm the asshole who will hand him a razor blade and say, you know what? You want to threaten? Knock yourself yeah. out.
1: Here's a razor blade. Don't go sideways. Go up. Uh-
0: yeah, I, I have no sympathy, I really do yeah. when it comes to that shit. Um, it was also noted that Earl suffered from uh, occipital headaches, dizziness, and fainting.
1: Which goes along to, you know, the TBI.
0: Right, right. Now, a lot of our listeners don't know what occipital means. That's your eyes. Yes. That's right in front of your head, occipital.
1: Yeah, it's like right behind your eyeballs.
0: Medical information from Scott. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I just played one in the bedroom. <clears throat>
1: That's what she said. I'm done.
0: The glove still scares me every time I hear snap. I, oh, I know, right? right. Up. During... I think I left some here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that sounded
1: bad, but. <laughs> I just clenched up. Can't do it no more? Yeah.
0: During his stay in the hospital, he managed to escape several times. So much so that the staff stopped trying to locate him.
1: Oh, well, you know.
0: They're like, he'll come back. We don't even give a crap anymore.
1: He'll either come back or they'll find him and bring him back.
0: Yeah. Well, in May of 1919, he was formally discharged from the Navy with a note on his file that said, improved.
1: Improved what?
0: New and improved Earl, coming to a town near you. Yeah. When Earl got out of the nut hut, he got himself a job as a janitor at St. Mary's Hospital using the name Evan Lewis Foley. You're going to see a lot of name changes in here. Yeah. The, well, name, you know. the names were not changed to protect a damn person.
1: Well, no, but we saw that with Carl Panzer, remember? Yeah, yeah. He had like twenty different aliases.
0: Well, that's like that's like our buddy Earl here. Yeah. And the Dixie church, chicks weren't around then to sing goodbye, Earl. So
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: This is where he met sixty year a six year old woman by the name of Mary Martin, who was an administrative assistant. Hi, Mary. Hi, G- hi, Earl. You're looking very nutty today. Mm, You're my Snickers of love. How old was he? I don't know.
1: Okay, he was born in... I'll I'll figure it out.
0: He's going to be about 20, 30 years old?
1: 1987, so three... um, be in his 30s. Yeah, so three... Yeah, no, 23. Oh, my bad. He was born in 1897. Oh, 97, that's right. Yeah.
0: So they began to date, and they actually got married in August of 1919. Oh, yes. An older woman. And I totally get it. I know. Because she's 60. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: He was ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. Lucky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) What made me sad, though, was that their marriage was not made in heaven. Mary Uh, said that Earl made her life a living hell. Oh, wow. They were divorced after only six months of marriage.
1: Wow.
0: See, he gave up that experienced older woman. That's, That's sad, man. You had it good, buddy. It was all you know, freaking earl grey tea and wrinkles and and just snuggling and nothing. Okay.
1: I'm laughing. The wrinkles. Yeah. I hot. like how you lumped earl grey tea and wrinkles together.
0: Oh yeah. It's hot. You're so bad. And she probably had a bowl of that ribbon candy that didn't ever come apart.
1: Dude, my grandma had some of that all the time. So did mine. And my grandma
0: would always offer, do you want a piece of candy? And if you're a kid, you're like, you know what you're up against, right? (laughs) You have to get a
1: chisel and a hammer. (laughs) Hold
0: on, let me go get the dynamite (laughs) and a jackhammer. (laughs) And
1: the sad part is, is that's how you buy it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and you would work for, like, I don't know, kids, you don't understand that the struggle is real, man. You would work for, like, five days for just a little shave of candy. It was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: then you get the penny candies, which is almost just as bad.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, she said that uh, he would go into just fits, like, a jealous rage. He had bizarre sexual requests, which I wish I knew what those were. Yeah. Religious delusions and became more and more violent. Wow. I want to know what he wanted sexually from her. That's kind of I I... know,
1: because back then it could have been just butt sex.
0: It could have just been a blowjob.
1: That could have been too. I didn't even think about that.
0: Because nowadays, you know, a a blowjob is really not that uncommon.
1: It is very common.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I know a few friends that have girlfriends and wives that are like
1: I won't do that
0: and I look at them and go she's weird you need to divorce her immediately yeah.
1: you need to get that checked out oh exactly
0: but yeah that's that's my curiosity right there I I just really want to know what constitutes
1: yeah but, uh, it's strange. what's bizarre
0: yeah I mean yeah. like okay like in today's day and age if 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 my girlfriend would sit, would sit there and go, hey, I want to put a pumpkin up your butt. I'd be like, <laughs> I knew you'd get that joke. I'll explain that joke to you all here in just a second. Then I'd be looking at her going, um, number um... one, no. And I'd be like, "Yeah, um, you need to go now because that's freaking bizarre. But if she had something, you know, that would be considered bizarre back then, which would be like, if she said, hey, what I want, what I want to do is I want to tie you to the bed and spank you. Yeah. Well, that's not quite my thing, for me personally. Yeah. Depending on the person, though, but uh, you know, I'd be like, okay, it's it's not.
1: It's super not beyond weird. the concept of normal,
0: right? Yeah. You know, but <laughs> by her saying that, it's almost like you said, I want to bring a live goat in here and four midgets, and then I want a juggler who who swallows
1: fire, you know. That- sounds like Tuesday
0: <laughs> in my bedroom yeah that's 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 Tuesday work.
1: That's, <laughs> that's
0: just warming up man. yeah uh, you gotta watch out man those goats will they'll headbutt you
1: <laughs> the goats in the circus
0: <laughs> <laughs> circus goats never mind <laughs> so the, the 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 joke with the pumpkin thing we're sitting here uh Squatch and I are sitting here we're talking and uh and I got my girlfriend on the couch and uh
1: I don't even know how the topic came up.
0: <laughs> no, you and I were making that same joke. And you're like, you know, well, it's not like you want a pumpkin in your oh, butt or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. And then here's what we heard. Oh, we did that last night. No,
1: that was a good night.
0: Oh, that was a good night. That's what it was. And we both stopped and we looked at <laughs> The hell did you just say? <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> and it was something about "Ate my boyfriend great," which doesn't sound anything like it. It's a "Good yeah. night."
0: <laughs> and we should sort they of go? Whoa, yeah. we heard something totally different. That's why I brought up the that was of
1: the pot Yeah, here. that was still. It's like, whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, she was anyway. She was saying that his behavior actually progressively got worse and worse. Okay. Uh, some of the odd things included strange things like disappearing from their home and Earl having odd bathing rituals as well. And once again, nothing that I could find was specific to say, what is his odd yeah. bathing rituals? Okay, we can assume that it's not just getting into the bathtub and go
1: singing in the bathtub, blah, 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 well, blah. Well, yeah, because that's when they had to heat up their own water.
0: right? <laughs> like, what's the weird... Thing going on, like did he like go? My name's Scuba Steve, and dunk beneath the water,
1: or the rubber ducky? You're the one. Oh yeah,
0: maybe. You know, did he like wear a baby bonnet and suck on a pacifier? I want to know, but I couldn't find it. Just makes me sad, man. I'm a bad baby, and I'm in the bath.
1: You're so horrible. I'm live? No, because I was thinking about something else that. I don't even want to mention right now.
0: (laughs) Nobody puts baby in the corner of the bathtub?
1: Oh, no, no. I was thinking about the clown on the table.
0: The clown? Something you sent me a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah.
1: With a baby at the end of the table. Yeah, no. I don't even want to think about that now.
0: So on May 19th of 1921, Earl poses a plumber to enter the uh, home in San Francisco, California. His goal was to molest a 12-year-old girl in the basement of this home. Wow. That's his goal. So, apparently, he has goals. i yeah, well, got you know. to more admire that. I mean, not the 12-year-old girl, but he's goal-oriented, yeah. so there you go. But he failed in his attempt because the young girl, and her name was Mary Summers, screamed for her older brother. Earl took off, but he was caught a few hours later while riding the trolley.
1: San Francisco,
0: uh, and Yeah. If you don't know what a trolley is in San Francisco, look that crap up. I'm yeah. not here to give you that kind of an ed- education. I'm here to talk about porn and <laughs> making sweet love to old ladies. Yeah. Wrinkles, Earl Grey tea, and of course Tammy's mom, who I need to send her you know another. You what I was just
1: looking at? Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but remember this picture I showed you this morning of oh, me thank and God. my traumatic childhood?
0: Think, I thought you were going to say your mom's uh, sh- no. share some of our talk with each other
1: no and i was looking and you would ask me who the tall person was next to me which happens to be my sister i'm surprised you didn't mention the old lady in the corner
0: i didn't even see all i saw was Uh,
1: it was my grandma but yeah
0: this really super tall chick next to this midget
1: I am not that short.
0: You look like a midget compared I to her. I am
1: five years younger than her, so.
0: Yeah, well, that's why. You look like you just stepped out of the circus. And she does, too, but only as the tallest woman alive. Like, she only looks like she's a giant. Only because we were
1: traumatized by that horrible outfit my mother made us.
0: Hey, be thankful she made you close. That's true. Yeah.
1: Kind of am.
0: So you had a good mom. That's why I'm in love with her.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> At a competency hearing. He was deemed dangerous, so back to Napa Mental Hospital he went. Oh, yeah. Because I'm away from home. He managed to escape two times before he was released in 1925. I guess they thought that Earl was cured. Yeah. You know, and uh, either that or like, look, we're just tired of this. He escapes. Then we got to put our coffee yeah. cups down. And we
1: can't afford a bus ticket yeah, anywhere we else.
0: We can't Carol call him. Yeah. Maybe that's how they got the, the, the idea at that one minute hospital. Was like, hey, man, he might escape, but we don't want to deal with it. Here's a bus ticket. Get the hell out of here. Go on. Yeah. You're fine.
1: Don't be an Earl.
0: <laughs> Darkness would come to Earl's victims in early
1: 1926.
0: Wow. He would begin a killing spree that would go from West Coast here in the U.S. to the East Coast and then north into Canada. Wow. His first known victim was Clara Newman. Now, she was a wealthy 60-year-old landlady who had a boarding house.
1: I'm Her... seeing a pattern right now.
0: Me too. He's just, people attack my dating pool all the time. It's just, <sighs> that's why I don't I like know. this guy. I know. Like, he's not going after women his own age. He's going after women that I'm in love with, like your yeah.
1: mom. And apparently, you know, his wife wouldn't do what he wanted, so he had to start taking it from people, right?
0: Well, apparently so. But uh, here's my question. Like, seriously, uh, on a serious note, and then we'll get back to this. If you have weird sexual needs right. or desires, you're going to see hookers anyway. Yeah. Negotiate it. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I know this is going to sound weird, but and it's not weird in today's age, apparently. But I want you to put two fingers in my butt. Right. Okay, because I think back then that would be considered pretty bizarre.
1: Oh, yeah, a little bit.
0: You know, you negotiate a price, and you're going to find a hooker that's going to go, I need the money, so instead of it being like, let's just throw out a number like $5, it's going to cost you $7. Yeah. You know, you're going to find the person who's going to do that. In today's, in today's day and age with hookers and everything like that, you will find somebody who will do the weirdest things. Like, I want you to... To pee on me and cover me in honey, and people will be like, "Oh, that's easy. That's twenty nine ninety five. I'm having yeah. a special. You have a coupon.
1: You have a coupon. Let me scan the code. Two for one. Two for one.
0: The two for one. You got a friend? Okay. This is gonna be a group. Let me give you guys group yeah. rates. Um, you know, do I supply the honey? Do you supply the honey? Because that affects the price. Yeah. Not that I've had that done. I'm dead serious. I have not had that done. No. Yet.
1: I was gonna say, there's always tomorrow.
0: There's always Thailand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We are so bad.
0: That's terrible. So Earl entered a boarding house pretending to be a possible tenant. Okay. He called himself Roger Wilson. That's a strong name. I like that. Roger Wilson. That is. Roger, Roger. That's why I like my son's name, why I named him what I did. Jacob Matthew Alexander. Boom. Strong names.
1: Yeah. And And like Tammy Sue. That is so hick. (laughs)
0: I didn't name him anything like, you know, like Skylar. Yeah. Nah. 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 Nah.
1: Tristan. I know. It's so funny because my son's name is Jeremiah Jordan, Michael. And so, yeah. See, that right there
0: sounds like a hillbilly that you would not screw with. it. nobody would ever guess no. the name that he's like a nine foot tall Asian.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's like really weird because he was supposed to be Alexander, Mike, uh, Alexander Jordan. And yeah. It, no, Zachary Jordan. Excuse me. And it didn't turn out that way.
0: <laughs> so our buddy Earl has very similar interests than I do.
1: Okay.
0: Much like me. Earl strangled her and then proceeded to have sex with her dead body. I don't want to have sex with dead bodies, but she's 60. It's kind of hot. He hid her <laughs> body in an empty room in her house. Okay. Then on June 26th of 1926, 63-year-old Laura Beale fell victim to Earl's depraved desires. She lived near San Jose, California, which is a bit south of uh, of of San Francisco. Right. Uh and it's it's said that uh that there was a silk cord that was wrapped around her neck so tight that it embedded in her neck. Wow. Nelson then found sixty three year old Lily in Saint Mary, who was in of course back up in San Francisco. On the on, same on the oh. same day. Dude. This is what tells me he probably did at least have a TMI, a TBI.
1: Yeah, impulse control issues. And, yeah. Mm-mm.
0: Y'all bear with me. I'm drinking uh, not booze, surprisingly.
1: Not yet. Not
0: yet. That's coming. And one of those Amazon packages is my two new flasks. So I don't have a sad, sad story to tell. <laughs> when I'm out of town. Two weeks later and 325 miles away. Wait,
1: pause. You're gonna just take three flasks of vodka with you now? Duh, dude! I no, I cannot handle this because I'm the one that gets the texts. I'm just saying. It's
0: <laughs> well, sad times, Venice. I I, I sent a few people texts of the picture, like Jake and shit like that. Um, of, you want to see the saddest picture ever? And they go, "What?" And it's my flask turned upside down.
1: It's empty. Well, that's just it. Is yeah, you may send them the sad pictures, but I get the stupid texts.
0: I love texting <laughs> you when I'm drunk. Yeah, because I ask you weird things,
1: stupid things,
0: like "Damn it, damn it,
1: damn it." Do you think Michael Jackson looks the same now as he did in the Thriller video?
0: <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Do you realize that ice cubes are actually floating in a pool of their own blood?
1: <laughs> you haven't sent me that one yet. <laughs> no
0: So anyway Two weeks later Right And 325 miles away In Santa Barbara, California Which uh, My first ex-wife and I Used to love to go to Santa Barbara And then out to Solvang, California Which is more of a German town Okay Really nice place He found 53-year-old Ollie Russell He strangled her with a cord In in her boarding house She had been sexually assaulted Post-mortem Much like his previous victims Keep in mind that no one had any idea that it was Earl right now. Yeah. Sorry, I had something stuck on the roof of my mouth. Oh. Might be a pubic hair. I don't know. (laughs) What the police did know is that the victims were all connected due to the sexual aspects of the crime, as well as the method of murder.
1: And they were all pretty much in the similar areas, you know, so it's not like, you know what I mean? Well, the first
0: two were the... This one here is 325 miles away down yeah. Santa Barbara, but they're on the same age range. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, true. Ollie he here is about 10 years younger. That's true. But still, 53, pretty hot.
1: You're so weird. But
0: I'm almost 50 myself, so there you go.
1: That's true. We are that. Ew, we are old. Earl
0: <laughs> Earl kept killing and having sex with his victims' dead bodies. On August 16th, 52-year-old Mary Nisbet was found by her husband in a vacant apartment in the bathroom. He had also been, she had also been strangled, and her body had been raped. Wow. Now, at first, the police questioned Mary Nisbet's husband, but he was quickly cleared of any wrongdoing. Okay. Witnesses said that they had seen a stocky guy lurking around the apartment with long arms and very large hands.
1: That's how he got the name Gorilla. I remember hearing about this now. Okay. Well, that kind of makes yeah. sense,
0: I guess. Oh, because that, that's when he was uh, de- uh, deemed the gorilla oh, man. Did, see?
1: There you go. The gorilla killer. <laughs> I didn't killer. even see that part. <laughs> and
0: the dark strangler by the newspaper. Wow. It still makes no sense. I mean, I can understand if you look like a gorilla, but I saw pictures he doesn't look like a gorilla. He just looks like No, a but dude.
1: if they see him like a tall guy, it's big stocky guy and uh, abnormally longer arms, I can see it. I suppose I mean, back then.
0: So, I guess old Earl lost his taste for women who were much older than he was. He decided to move north into Portland, Oregon, right across the bridge from where I
1: live. That's right across, that's right through the tunnel from where I live.
0: (laughs) That's where he found a victim that was a bit closer to his age. He found Beta Withers, who was 35 years old. He raped and killed her. She was found by some teenage boys stuffed under some clothes in a steamer trunk in an attic of her home on October 19th. Wow. Finding a victim that was about his age, or at least closer to his own age, wasn't cutting it for him, I guess. So the next day, he found 59-year-old Virginia Grant. Okay. She was killed in the same fashion, and her body was hidden in the basement by the furnace. Okay. Then on October 21st, Mabel Fluke. I love that name, Mabel. Damn, that's
1: hot. Oh, I thought you were going to say Fluke. (laughs) Was it a fluke? No, kidding.
0: She was another landlady who disappeared from her home in Portland. Her body was found several days later in the attic. She had been strangled with a scarf, and you can probably guess it, raped.
1: Yeah. Yeah. After likely. killing
0: three women in Portland, Earl decided it was time to go back home to San Francisco because he wanted some of those older San Francisco treats. <laughs> they say that the home is where the heart is, but it seems to me like he was a bit more on the heartless side.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: I wrote that in there.
1: I, I saw that.
0: When he was all settled back into his hometown, he found a widowed woman by the name of Anna Edmonds. She was... Just what he was looking for. she's 56 years old, alone, and owned a home.
1: Well, that's all you need in this world.
0: He talked his way in, uh, in with some line about, you know, like, buying her house. Oh, okay. This is what one of Anna's friends had said that, uh, that, that she saw and heard when she dropped by. At first, the police were hesitant about he- adding this kill to the dark strangler. But the murder method, as well as the fact that she had also been raped after her death, was enough to add her to the body count.
1: Yeah. He is. Wow. This
0: guy's on it, man. He's making raping and killing a career.
1: Dude. He is dedicated.
0: I like his work ethic. Yeah. The next day, on October 19th, Earl went to nearby Burlingame, California. Where's that? I have no fucking
1: idea. But apparently
0: it's close to San Francisco. It's like the side hustle for the San Francisco tree.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's where he found twenty-eight year old a uh, twenty-eight year old pregnant woman. I couldn't find her name uh, uh, and her story. Uh, she was uh, she was showing her home to prospective buyers, uh, a prospective buyer who was five foot eight tall, well spoken and well dressed. Later, she told reporters that the man made several observations about the ceiling. In retrospect, she thought that uh, that he was trying to get her to look up so that he could, you know, get her around the neck.
1: Oh, makes sense.
0: I'm not sure if I believe
1: this story, however. Yeah.
0: There's nothing that is written about how she survived the attack.
1: That's true, too.
0: I mean, did she Jedi mind trick him? Yeah. Did she say, I'm not looking up because this is not the person you're looking for? And she's like, I'm going to look up. No, nothing like that. There was
1: nothing. Yeah, and it's not like, yeah. She got the heebie-jeebies and left or kicked him out.
0: Right. She's like, you need to leave now because I'm 28 and pregnant. Plus, he she doesn't fit into his normal profile yeah. of killing. It's yeah, not, that it, is like way
1: younger than any of them.
0: And the fact that she's pregnant. Oh, that too. Like even the 12-year-old girl wasn't pregnant.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one.
0: And neither was the 35-year-old. True. So about 10 days later, Earl went back up to here to Portland, Oregon. It was on November 29th that Earl attacked and killed Blanche Myers.
1: I love that name, Blanche. Oh my she was a golden girl.
0: Mm-hmm. She sounds hot too. Uh, in her Portland home, this time the police were about to to lift some fingerprints from her ironing po- uh, board. They were able
1: to the iron bedpost. Post, I was going to say post. about to or able to.
0: Able to. That's probably yeah, it. Yeah, I think
1: that I'll fix it.
0: That's my own bad. According to the Oregonian newspaper, the third floor of the police station erupted in a frenzy. Hundreds of calls came in reporting suspicious people that were lurking around.
1: Of course they were.
0: One local woman reported that she had a strange man who rented a room from her at her boarding house just before Blanche Myers was killed using the name Adrian Harris. Okay. He had informed her and the other tenants that he would be taking a train to Vancouver, Washington, that's where I live. That's Probably just on the right other side here. of the river, by by the <laughs> way, guys. <laughs> yeah. And he wouldn't be returning from when he got over here. Yeah. She found the story strange because he had paid for several days uh, of boarding in advance. Added that he had given her and the tenant some jewelry as a gift before leaving.
1: Oh, well, they got trophies.
0: Oh, yeah. Because the jewelry that turned out to belong to Flores Monk, who was murdered and raped in Seattle, Washington, on November 23rd, wow! The body count was rising and fast. So, to help prevent any more killings by this madman, California law enforcement as well as law enforcement in Oregon issued a press release warning elderly women to stay away from Scott and his evil dating habits because he wants to get funky. No,
1: renting um, rooms.
0: Yeah, from renting rooms to men.
1: Yeah, there's like men. hey.
0: Single guys renting rooms—it's dangerous. There's a madman out there, right?
1: All the single men. All the, sorry.
0: San Francisco allowed uh, followed suit with a warning for their citizens as well. The Portland Police Department uh, issued a statement that said, "Quote: Do not show. It's supposed to be your. Uh, I'll fix it. <laughs> houses or rooms to for rent alone. If necessary, call a policeman to accompany you." Crimes like these could have been prevented if women were more careful.
1: Wow!
0: I, no, don't blame it on the. Yeah,
1: they're like blaming both women. This is women. what I
0: hate about older stories like this. is a yeah. lot of victim blaming, especially when it comes to women.
1: Oh yeah, if she wouldn't have been wearing that.
0: Yeah, you know, hey, you're you weren't careful enough because you're a female, or and it goes with minorities too.
1: Yeah, so. that's true too.
0: Um, I don't want to. Uh, Unduly alarm the people of Portland, but there is no denying the situation is grave. That was the whole statement.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like how they put in there: "Don't show your houses or room for rent alone, and call a policeman to accompany you." However, this wouldn't have happened if people would have been more careful.
0: Yeah, if if you if a woman, a woman had
1: been more careful,
0: that's the same way why women get pregnant; they're not being careful enough. You know what? It's I all know. their fault. I hate you. They would have kept their legs close and wouldn't got knocked up. Just saying.
1: Well, it is the biggest STD out there, so.
0: That is true. My biggest STD is <laughs> sleeping in his room right now. I call him Jigdikoccus.
1: <laughs> Instead of Streptococcus. Yep.
0: After that, Earl Nelson decided that he needed a change of scenery, so he started making his way east. He hitchhiked and hoped and hopped on trains. Okay. So he stopped by someplace that you know, Council Bluffs, Washington, Iowa, (coughs) Iowa. Yeah, that's where Council Bluffs is. I
1: was like, where did you get (laughs) Washington when it says you even spelled it out? I O W. Did I
0: say Washington? Yes. I thought I said Iowa. God damn! You said
1: Iowa in the article, but you said Washington just now.
0: My brain and my mouth aren't communicating right now. That was
1: hilarious.
0: So anyway, that is where he found his next victim. And her name was Elmira Bernard, and she was only 41 years old. She seemed a bit young for our friend, Earl Nelson here, but hey, maybe he wanted something new. Yeah. There's always so so often you can eat top ramen before you have to go for, you know, something a little bit better.
1: A little bit better. Roast beef sandwich. <laughs>
0: I bet you those old ladies could say that. We got the meats. I meat oh, hate you. She was found in her home strangled with her with a shirt. Wow! At first, the cops thought that she had killed herself.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Is that stupid or what? I remember writing that and going, "That's the dumbest freaking yeah. thing." I'm gonna take my shirt and just strangle myself right here.
1: Yeah. No. Hanging herself, maybe, but not.
0: No. Right, and uh, it's it's because she she had just gotten released from a psychiatric hospital.
1: Probably Cherokee nut Hit.
0: Oh, you know that one well.
1: I do, because my aunt used to work there. And Uh the really funny part about that is I lived in Storm Lake, and Cherokee was our biggest rival. And so one of our fight songs on the way to our sporting events was, I'm a squirrel, I'm a squirrel, I'm a squirrel in a tree. I'd rather be a squirrel than a nut from Cherokee. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: So check this out. They thought she had killed herself until they found out that she had also been raped. So I guess it's kind (laughs) of hard to kill yourself and rape yourself at the same time. Noted.
1: Some people might be ambitious enough, but no.
0: I mean, I'm not a. Well, I was a little choke choke, but I can't see killing myself and raping myself.
1: That takes a lot of talent.
0: That's Right. I have to do one or the other. Either I can <laughs> rape myself,
1: or, <laughs> or you know.
0: <laughs> so Earl had some more killings in the U.S. as well as the okay. uh, uh, as well as on you know the East Coast, mm-hmm. all the way to the East Coast. But I don't think that we need to go into all of them. His M.O. was the same in all of his killings, by and large. You know, uh, that's the choking and the raping. His victim poll kind of varied uh, slightly. Right. Um, There was only one exception to that of his victim poll. And that was in Kansas City, Missouri. Her name was Jeremiah Harpin.
1: Germania.
0: Is that Germania? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh. And, get this, and her son that was an infant, a baby.
1: Wow.
0: This is the only time, though, he is known to kill a child. Yeah. So, while I'm disgusted that he killed a kid, yeah. at least he didn't make a habit of it. I know that sounds fucked up,
1: but right. we do so many of them. And there's no indication that he sexually assaulted the child either. So.
0: Right. So, like I said, I know that sounds well, really no, messed The up. weird
1: part is, is, and I'm probably going to get hate mail this time. But if you're thinking about somebody who has psychiatric problems, they're hearing voices, they're seeing things. Do you think that maybe he murdered their child because he had just killed the mother and didn't want... You know what I mean?
0: No, that's exactly what I think it is.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, that's where I was at. It's like, okay, you know, I'm not justifying it, but I'm trying to think of his state of mind and what he was thinking at the time. Right, right.
0: Well, my whole thing, and this is why I can kind of pass on the child thing. It's because we we've dealt with so many serial killer stories. Um, and you know, even into corresponding and researching with serial killers where that was their thing. Oh, was, yeah. was the kids. Yeah, totally. And it only being one and it could have just been out of the kill necessity.
1: Right. As almost like an
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not condoning
1: it. I'm no, not condoning it in, in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely not.
0: But at least it was only one child. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't rape the child or anything. Those are the ones that, and we've seen this on previous episodes, when we, we talk about um, when kids are getting beaten and raped and molested and killed and tortured. It flips my bitch switch every oh, damn time. And I try to keep it under control, but we've seen what happens in previous episodes. Yeah. Because I just, I can only hold back so much before I sit there and I just, I go off and I, it actually yeah. fills me with so much rage.
1: I know. I was going to say, go back and listen to Fred and Rosemary West. Mm.
0: <laughs> Don't even get me started on those. I would seriously, yeah. I, would, I would enjoy dismembering them both slowly. Well,
1: one's already dead, but yeah. No, the other one? Mm-mm.
0: God, those people. Because, you know, kids are part of that really vulnerable group of people. And it's Especially infants, man. It just sucks. Wow. I mean, if you think about it, even with this one child... This child didn't even get a chance to experience life.
1: Exactly. I mean, because it doesn't say how old he was, but I'm assuming he was under the age of one or two. Yeah, probably under one if it's an infant. Yeah.
0: Anything over one and two is a toddler, right?
1: Well, once they start walking, yeah. Depends on when they start walking.
0: Oh. Well, I was walking at birth, so. No, Scott. Hey, look, those cows. you were cows, mouthing
1: off at birth, but okay.
0: Those cows weren't gonna wrangle themselves. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. I forgot about our you know.
0: <laughs> it was three after Christmas. When, three days. Yeah, it's probably days <laughs> after Christmas. Yeah. When when he uh took her and her child's life, by the way. Her son's name was Robert, and both of them were strangled.
1: Oh wow. Wow, he strangled the baby too.
0: What a great Christmas gift.
1: I know, right? I,
0: I worked on this for a while, so I'm forgetting that I wrote part most of this. This is kind of new to me because my memory sucks. Yeah. That's just... Can you imagine what the family had to go through, though? No. I mean, it's after Christmas. It's this kid's first Christmas, we can assume. Yeah. You know? And everybody's happy. It's it's, it's after Christmas, and she's got her baby, and her husband's probably off at work. Yeah. And then this jackass comes. Yeah. And takes Robert's life. And takes... Takes it's her so life as sad.
1: well. That's so sad. Because it didn't say how old she was, but if she had an infant son back then, she's probably between you know early twenties, maybe mid thirties.
0: Yeah, you would think probably early twenties because people yeah. had kids early then, way, way early, way earlier. But I digress. <laughs> In May of 1927, after killing several more women in the USA, he decided he was going to go to Canada, and and that was a great idea. Yeah. He made his way to Winnipeg, Manitoba. On June 8th, a 14-year-old Lola Cowan went missing, so it was back to the young girls. Yeah. She had left her home to sell flowers door to door.
1: Oh, how sweet. No, I'm not even
0: fucking around. That's so. Oh, yeah. I can see this this little girl, this little Canadian girl, going and selling flowers door-to-door. And I, I, I got to... Okay. This is what our listeners don't realize. Let me take a hit off my cigarette. Yeah, I smoke. Kiss my ass.
1: Scott's a sucker for the Girl Scouts. <laughs> Here's why.
0: When they look up at you, especially if this girl's going door-to-door to sell flowers. Yeah. I don't want flowers. Don't get me right. Don't get me wrong. But she knocked and said, Hey, mister, would you like to buy some flowers? I am such a sucker. Oh, yeah, I beg, like, honey, I will take every flower
1: you have. Oh, totally, especially, I mean, she's 14. But even, you know, I mean, that's why they get they put the brownies and the young girl scouts out to sell the cookies in the store. Yeah,
0: the, little, the little cookie terrorists yeah,
1: I was going to say that the cookie mafia. Right and
0: and, there. I, and, I, and I, on top of that, I overthink everything. So I'd be sitting there thinking she's 14. She's selling flowers door to door. Her family's probably having a hard time of it. She's All trying right. to make some extra money. She's out here and she's trying her hardest. I'm going to give you everything that I have on me right now.
1: Right, and in that day and age, 14-year-olds did help out their families.
0: Yeah, you know, I would be such a that. that just that, I remember so writing sad. this, and it, it saddened me greatly. Yeah. Just because of the, the, the door-to-door flowers, and she's only 14. She's just yeah. coming into her own life, you know.
1: Completely. It's
0: jacked up. On June 10th, Emily Patterson went missing. That evening, her husband found her dead body... As he knelt down for his evening prayers, she had been bludgeoned, get this, with a claw hammer.
1: Wow. And where, I mean, so was she in their room under her bed or what? Probably
0: under the bed. I'm, we're going to find out. I can't remember what the hell I I wrote. was
1: going to say, does it tell us?
0: <clears throat> Let's find out. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. So at
1: first I wasn't
0: sure if this was truly one of Earl Nelson's victims. Then I ran on to find out that he had sold some of the items that were stolen from her house.
1: Oh.
0: Because the use of the claw hammer, that's a right. new method in, in in this case, since he enjoyed strangling his victims.
1: Right. Unless she fought back and he grabbed the next, you know, the closest thing to subdue her.
0: Yeah, that could be. So, But still, it's very new. You would yeah. think that that would just,
1: yeah, well, oh, maybe
0: anyway. Next door to the jeweler, who bought some jewelry from Earl, as well as a secondhand store, where he tried to sell some of the clothes that he had stolen from the barber from a barber shop. Okay, I think that's right next door to Emily here.
1: Okay, yeah, I think that you are right.
0: Nicholas Tabor, the barber, said that he had noticed some blood on the scalp of one of his customers, as well as some scratches. So he might be onto something for fighting back. Yeah. Remember David Horowitz and the TV show "Fight Back" against consumer scams?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That just now hit me. That's a, that's a show from the seventies uh, into the early eighties. Yeah. When he asked the customer about it, the customer became really agitated and asked him not to touch the scratches. Later on, the owner of the secondhand store, the jeweler, and the barber would positively identify. Earl Nelson as the guy who they they'd done business with.
1: Okay, that also makes that you know what with the like the bloody scalp and everything mm-hmm. makes you wonder if she grabbed the hammer, hit him, and he took it away from her.
0: I think she was pulling hair and scratching.
1: Oh yeah, that's that. Yeah, I didn't think about pulling the hair out. Yeah,
0: I think that that, that she did everything she could to stay alive, and then yeah. this peach of a man. Yeah. Bludgeoned her with a damn claw hammer.
1: Yeah. Criminy. That's crazy.
0: So, the police up in Winnipeg, they they began to search all the boarding houses in the area. They went to visit Miss August Hill. Earl had been living in her boarding house. This is where they found the decaying corpse of the 14-year-old missing oh, girl, no. Lola, Lola Cowan. According to police, her body had been mutilated. It was... Also evident that the bed had been slept in, which means that Earl slept while her body lay under his bed, rotting. Wow. So the cops put up a reward of like 1500 bucks for the information leading to the capture of this unknown madman.
1: Right. One moment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was looking bad. down, so I didn't see the...
0: That also added to the challenge of capturing him, though. Yeah. A lot of people came forward with information, but nothing panned out because everybody wants that 1500 bucks. Yeah. They did, however, have a description of what he looked like. Okay. Since so nothing had really led to them and their killer, led them to the killer, they began to assume that he would fled back to the USA. Okay. The Canadian police sent out descriptions uh, of him to all the police stations in America in hopes of catching this vicious killer.
1: Yeah, it was probably telegraph. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we hang around each other.
0: <laughs> then they sent pictures out by snail mail.
1: Yeah, right? And no, you- hung them on the flyers, you know, and passed them around, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the, the wanted. The- <laughs> then you hear the narrator from SpongeBob going, Five years later. <laughs> <laughs> this is a picture. <laughs> The police kept up their search for him. Nonetheless, (coughs) there were reports of a man fitting his description in Regina, uh, Saskatchewan, as well as in places in Manitoba. Finally, June fourteenth in the town of War Road, which is a town that borders that sits right on the border of Manitoba and Minnesota. Okay, okay. A customs officer arrested a man fitting the description of this elusive killer. Okay. Well, the man gave him a name of Mike Mousky, and I love that.
1: Mike Mousky. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's
0: what I thought when I first <laughs> read it. Well, the next day he escaped custody. He's of like, "How do you out again? On June 16th of 1927, the constables arrested him again in the town of Kill- 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 Killarney, which is a Canadian uh, border town in Manitoba, 12 miles from uh, North Dakota border.
1: Okay. So he's just moving west. <laughs>
0: yep. <clears throat> he gave the name of Virgil Wilson. That's a good name. I like that. That's a strong name. My name's Virgil. You're like, yeah. You're uh, that. That's not. Awesome he's name.
1: stronger than Earl.
0: <laughs> way stronger. <laughs> so the constables, which are cops, by the way, reported that his demeanor was very calm and he was cooperative. They kind of thought that they had the wrong guy.
1: Okay. Well,
0: Wilson escaped that evening.
1: Ah, of course he did.
0: And then he made a huge boo-boo. <coughs> he tried to get on a train that was transporting police officers. <laughs> and he was arrested again 12 hours later.
1: Of course he did. <laughs> because that's what people do.
0: He was taken down to the Rupert Police Sta- Street Police Station in Winnipeg. Where he was booked and prepared for the police lineup. So that he could be identified. Over 4,000 people, by the way, showed Holy
1: up. Holy Get
0: a look at this accused man.
1: Kind of like when <laughs> Charles Schmidt got arrested and the media had to see him without his boots on.
0: Exactly. <laughs> he's not six foot tall. He's two foot two. <laughs> I know,
1: right? How many cans are in them boots? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the oh can gosh. can.
1: We are horrible.
0: So, pictures of Nelson were taken and sent to police stations in the USA. And sure enough, it resulted in a positive ID from California, Illinois, claiming that they, uh, that he was the same unknown man that they had had encounters with. Wow. The information comes from a few survivors, by the way, who okay. gave the descriptions and the fingerprints that identified him as Earl Nelson.
1: Right, because they were on file because he was in San Quentin.
0: And on top of that, remember, they lifted him also yeah, off of the, off bed, bed, post. the yeah. bedpost. I wonder how many fingerprints I've left behind on bedposts, actually.
1: Aren't you glad you don't have a bedpost?
0: But have you ever been tied up, Tammy? I hate
1: you. <clears throat> I kind of knew that's where that was going. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Mm.
1: No. That's bad. <laughs>
0: I got to light another cigarette. No, I just—I probably should vape more. But anyway, I did great.
1: I—I just get can't get the every time you say that I picture my dad asking me that question and I can't get it out of my head.
0: So check this out. At first, he bluntly said that he only killed his ladies on Saturday nights. That's what he told reporters. He would later read, <laughs> "Yeah, like Saturday Night Fever, but Saturday Night strangling and raping. Oh my <laughs> Saturday Night." <laughs> Saturday night necrophilia.
1: So only the Saturday night victims are mine.
0: <laughs> exactly. When, when did she die? On a Tuesday. Not nope. mine. I wasn't, not mine. Well, I, I wasn't Saturday night necrophilia yet. <laughs> staying alive. Staying alive. Well, I guess that's, for, that's an <laughs> that's opposite That's the opposite of that. <laughs> that's the opposite. They're not staying alive. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my God. Okay. So, later on, he retracted that statement and claimed that he was an innocent man. Okay. In a later interview with Manitoba Free Press, he said that he was being accused of two murders that he didn't do. Okay. When he was asked about how several of the witnesses made a positive ID in both the U.S. and Canada, he said, they're all wrong. Because, you know, the prison's full of innocent men. That's right. No matter how hard the U.S. and Canadian police tried to get him to confess to what he had done, he maintained his innocence. Mm, okay. They had you dead to right there, Jackal. Yeah, like, pretty much. seriously, they got people saying you sold a bunch of stuff. They got the stuff that you stole. They, they, just, yeah. just admit it.
1: Just, you know.
0: The outcome's going to be the same.
1: Pretty much.
0: So the trial began on November 1st of 1927. Now, it was delayed. And I didn't write this in there because he requested counsel. And so they had to delay it to get him a lawyer. Oh, yeah. It was wrapped up by November 5th. And in that time, over 60 witnesses testified against him, placing him at the scene of the crimes. Even his ex-wife, Mary Martin, testified that he was absolutely insane. Okay. Okay. A jail guard noted that he uh, that that he uh, seemed like Earl had become uh, really obsessed with Bible verses from the book of Proverbs.
1: OK, I'll fix that. Too.
0: A specific Bible verse. Actually, it oh, is okay. verse. I'm sorry.
1: OK, I
0: misspoke. OK. It reads. Gather round, boys and girls. Bible time with Pastor Beauregard Vine. You can call me Bo. Reverend Bo Vine the Church of the Mighty Majestic Mountain Cows. Stop it! (laughs) My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. For the whore is deep ditch and the strange woman is a narrow pit. She also lieth in wait for a prey.
1: As for a prey.
0: Oh, as for prey. And increaseth, increaseth the transgressors among men.
1: Hallelujah, praise the Oh, okay.
0: That's a deep fucking passage, man.
1: That is, nah.
0: After deliberating for under an hour, the jury came back with a guilty verdict. and Nelson was sentenced to death. Okay. And Canada no longer has a death penalty. We know that.
1: Oh, yeah, we know, because let's not talk about how yep. <laughs> Charles Ng, Charles Cheetah Ng.
0: <laughs> he was trying to Cheetah ing the system.
1: He was trying.
0: His attorney filed a motion for clemency stating that his client uh, being insane, was so it's not fair to put him to death, right?
1: Okay, yeah, I can see that.
0: He submitted affidavits from several people in, in Nelson's life who knew him and that knew that he was crazy, right? He's like yeah. off his rocker. Although the affidavits were at times touching, the court upheld his sentence. Wow. Earl Nelson was hanged on January 13th, a nice cold day in 1928, at 7.30 a.m. bright and early in the morning at the Vaughn Street Jail in Winnipeg, Canada. His last words were, I forgive those who wronged me. Wait a minute. Hold on, jackhole. Yeah. You forget those who What about the people you wronged?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, he's maintaining his innocence. He's so maintained. he was framed.
0: I was framed, bullshit.
1: Framed, framed, framed. He yeah. was framed.
0: Horse crap, man. You you weren't framed. You strangled baby? Yeah. And you strangled several women and raped the dead bodies.
1: Yeah, exactly. A mundo. Which,
0: all in all, if you're going to rape a body, it being dead, at least they don't have to go through that trauma. Oh,
1: yeah, I was going to say because that's what Kearney did. Mm-hmm. He killed him quickly, and yeah. If you want to be my lover, well, I'm going to hold to allegedly there.
0: <laughs> allegedly, but yes, you know, even though he's like been
1: convicted, race. I hold to allegedly.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. You have any questions on this one?
1: No, I think you covered it. I mean, I try. It's I just. Try. It's weird, though. This dude just is
0: totally weird, but he, he went on a rock star tour. Coast to coast is what he did. He
1: did. Coast to coast, north to south.
0: Yeah, all the way up into Canada.
1: Jesus. Uh, yeah.
0: Just a raping and a killing.
1: Going going strong.
0: Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Just type in that Brutal Nation. will pop right up. This show's copyrighted, 2022, by Twisted Blue, LLC. All rights are reserved. And remember, boys and girls, if you're hearing this on anybody else's podcast, they're
1: lying, thieving
0: Thieving bastards. bastards. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, everybody.